0: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and Management.
1: The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged. Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere, and it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Marinek. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here's David Marinak.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinak, your host. As you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging with a few other related topics in between, such as how to build your brand, dealing with major retailers and even supply chain. Today's guest is Andre Verge from T. But like we do with all our guests, we want to get to know him a little bit more about his background before we really dig into his business. So let me learn and let us learn a little bit more about Andre. Andre Verge, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much, David. It's glad to be here. So is it pronounced Uppsala College? Is that correct? Uppsala, yes. Uppsala. Okay, I knew I had something wrong in there. So Uppsala... Um, you know, it was interesting. I was doing some background um, putting together for the show, and I didn't realize until just the other day that that's gone. That's closed. I mean, it's the pictures on the Internet are crazy. Um, have you seen anything lately of, of, of Uppsala? I mean, it's literally like a, like a ghost town.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't been back there since I was attending college there. Um, I knew it did close down, but like I said, I never went back after I left.
2: Yeah, it looked like it was a smaller campus and it just kind of, it just got, uh, it, it's just sad. It's just sad to see because it looks like it was it was once a thriving place probably back when you were there and you probably have a lot of good memories. It just was even, you know, it kind of took me um, out of, you know, it took me uh, a little bit. I was like, wow, this is, it looks like, a, you know, one of those um, love canal kind of syndromes, you know, or, um, you know, it just all of a sudden is gone. There's not, not anything there. It's really crazy. Yeah, yeah. So what did you study when you were there? Tell us a little bit more about what you did back in the college days.
3: Actually, I was studying humanities, social science back then, because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until later on I got more involved in the tea business and my family heritage.
2: You know, it's interesting. So many, because um, we talk a lot um, on this show with, with young entrepreneurs, with those people in transition, maybe they took a buyout and started their own business, but I, I'm amazed at how often um, people are like you and me. Um, we didn't know what we wanted to do back in college. I mean, or, or whatever we thought we were going to do back in college was kind of like we weren't going to, we, we never ended up doing it anyhow. I mean, I was supposed to be an accountant for Pete's sake and I could care less about accounting. I mean, uh, it's really interesting how many people start at one thing and end up with another. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. And then you kind of look, you took a little bit of a turn, you kind of got, uh, you work with your dad as a carpenter, and then you became an investigator with the probation department. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, yeah, um, it was a family business back then, my father was a carpenter, and it was during the boom of building housing developments, so I ended up working with him, Um, and for lack of a better word, I got tired of being a carpenter at the time, (laughs) and I decided I wanted to do something a little less strenuous. Yep. A little, yeah, okay. a little easier on the joints.
2: Yeah, so and I it's interesting. A, yeah. And I bet you respected your dad a little bit more after that one, too, because he's he's doing it for a living, and, and you have a choice to kind of, like, try to go a different direction, right?
3: Oh, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Um, I ended up leaving that and going into the probation department where I was an investigator for a while. And,
2: and then I, you uh, actually became a full-time police officer, no? Yes, I did. Um, I got sick of being in a uh, office environment, so I wanted to
3: get back outside and ended up being a full-time police officer.
2: And again, the life of that were you dealing with a inner city, more of the suburbs? Tell us a little bit about your time um, being, a, being a police officer.
3: It was really more of a suburb environment, um, Got it. and I, I was doing specialty work for the police department.
2: But you had that, that kind of, as they say in um, um, David Letterman, uh, there's that, you know, the writer, it's not the writer's embellishment, it's kind of like the rest of the story, I should say, was at Paul Harvey. So you actually worked a little bit of detail with, uh, with Presidents Bush and Clinton, is that correct?
3: Yes, I did. Um, I, uh, I was in a group called Special Services, and I was assigned to do protection for both Presidents Bush and President Clinton.
2: So when they would come to town, or was that you actually traveled with them um, throughout their presidency?
3: Really, just when they came to town. um, Actually, when they were on the campaign trails. Right, uh, right. And I worked alongside Secret Service for a time.
2: I always find that interesting because, you know, I'm in Cleveland in the Midwest, and, and of course this is the same with any other town, but when the president comes in, I don't think people really realize unless... You either um, know somebody uh, like you that have, that have been part of the, 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 um, the I don't want to say the inner circle, but part of the security detail because there's it's a machine. I mean, it is an absolute machine because, you know, like you were saying, you were working specifically with the Secret Service. But the Secret Service comes in with all their equipment, all their gear, and you're supporting them. And it's amazing how much time, money, and effort is taken into uh, protection. I mean, it's a crazy world we live in. But I just think it's really interesting because they've really got that dialed in. You know, I remember oh, okay. back in yeah, in, back in college, I remember um, seeing Ronald Reagan, and and when Reagan came to town, they I remember how they kind of it was synchronized. You know, they had the helicopters that were coming in and and Reagan was in one helicopter and secret service was in another and they it was choreographed it was it was really interesting to see and um and just found that really fascinating
3: oh yeah it, it is like you said it's a well-oiled machine and uh every part has to play its role right to the letter if not i mean very bad things can end up happening absolutely um, there were there were times that I, when i was involved in it that there was a few hectic moments but uh we got through everything fine.
2: No problems. You know, and, and I know we're talking about retail packaging. We're not there yet. But I think it was funny because we also, I remember, um, you know, they don't take, you know, you're messing with Secret Service. You know, when anything, even innuendo, even rumors that, you know, I, you know, Joe up there is is not really friendly with Ronald Reagan. I mean, they just, you know, Joe was escorted out of there. I mean, it was like, boom, you're gone. You're just done. There's oh, not yeah. even... You know, and I'm sure you had to do the same thing. That guy looks funny. All right, he's out of here. It's crazy.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the worst part is just total observation that you're making. Um, You're constantly scanning crowds of people to see who doesn't look quite right or who all of a sudden is making strange movements. So it it was very hectic, and uh, I have to say it's a young man's game. It's something I'm glad I'm no longer
2: involved there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, some of that stuff is just really crazy, so, um, and, and let's, and good for all of us, because we're excited to kind of learn more about Tigo go t and, and all the stuff that you're doing. We've got a few more minutes before this break, but I wanted to kind of get this, tie this up, so you're, you're married with two kids, you've got, yes. how old are your girls? 16 and 12. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a 17 and a 15, so I'm, I'm knee deep in it as with. with I hear you, brother. I hear you. We're in it together here, because That's they're, better. they're, they're busy. They, um, they drive us crazy. At the same time, we, we gotta, we gotta find a way to, um, teach them and and get them prepared for the next step. Right? Yes, yes definitely. And then finally, with this part of the segment, tell us a little bit more because it ties into where we're going to go to with Tico. Um, you know, you're real involved, obviously, in your culture, um, you know, the French and Indian War, the village, uh, you know, your reenactment. Um, tell us more a little bit about that and, and how that kind of ties to your Indian heritage.
3: Well, yeah, I was actually doing research on my heritage um, a few years back, uh, quite a few years back now, and I started delving into the fact that my ancestors mm-hmm. were very involved in the French and Indian War, um, and also into the Colonial War. So we uh, started doing more research, and my whole family kind of got behind me, and we started doing reenactments, um, right down to my kids being camp followers uh, dressed up in Revolutionary period clothing. Um, And we had a blast with it. Um, I even went so far as I made my own long rifle. Good for you.
2: It's it, it, And we see that from time to time. I mean, there's obviously a back to us in the Midwest. And, and for our listeners out there, Tee T, there's a real story behind the Indian culture and heritage and your background that we're going to tie together after the break. But it's really cool how much you've embraced that because it's – and I'm seeing that here. I mean, there there are some pockets throughout the, the Midwest that were involved with um, Civil War. Uh, that were involved with, um, and, and some little pockets that were involved in, um, you know, in, in these little battles, uh, the Underground Railroad for that matter. And you yeah. know, it's very fascinating to kind of really go back there and, and kind of see um, you know, where that all kind of originated from. It's interesting.
3: Oh, gosh, yeah. And I mean, you have to look back at your, your past and your history to keep the future alive. Yep, um, absolutely. Otherwise, you have nothing to look forward
2: to. You got it. Well, Andre, we're going to take a quick break, and folks, stay tuned. We're going to come back and learn more about this awesome little company that's really bursting on the seams here, and I want you to learn more about it. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Andre Verge in a few minutes. Thanks.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth
1: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you would like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now back to Ditch
2: the Box. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Ditch the Box. We're talking with our friend Andre Verge from T Tea. Now let's dig into learning about this amazing company and the team of hardworking professionals. Andre's one of them that make it happen. Andre Verge began his interest in holistic health at an early age. His childhood originating on a childhood originated on a dairy farm in northern Vermont. He understood the necessity of a balanced lifestyle with nature. He also understood the importance of family heritage and traditional ways. Having extensive roots in Native American traditions, Andre is a proud member of the Abenaki. The strong sense of tradition and a call for holistic health is what drove Andre to pursue his interest in helping others through natural aids. Tea Tea is one of those aids that Andre has an extreme passion about. Deriving from traditional medications, Andre was able to perfect his family tea recipe that has been known for centuries to lower blood sugar. Andre considered his formal education and attended Uppsala College, as we talked about earlier. Through friends and family suffering from type 2 diabetes, he was urged to continue with his research on Tigo Tea to help those suffering from high blood sugar. He then returned to his beliefs and patented the precise formula for Tigo Tea. t in 1997, Andre was invited to the University of Bologna in Italy to demonstrate his findings to the academic world. After favorable findings through the university, it was decided that Tigo Tea must be released to the diabetic world. Andre continued his diabetic research and after 24 years is known as a specialist in the field. Tigo Tea comes from an all-natural Native American blend using used by the early indigenous Indi- Indi- indigenous peoples of North America to reduce blood sugar to healthy levels for centuries. During exploration in the 1600s by the Europeans, the indigenous peoples came to their aid when they were suffering. Passed down from generation to generation, the secret blend of herbs and leaves existed until the decline of the Native Americans through war and European encroachment. The precise formula was guarded and continued through their family until it was thought to have been lost in the early part of the 20th century. For almost 100 years, the correct recipe seemed gone forever, until one day it was rediscovered in the forgotten pages of their family history. Tego Tea has been found to not just reduce blood sugar, but also help naturally restore the pancreas, the organ that secretes insulin and overall blood sugar to healthy pre-diabetic levels. The founders of Tego Tea are passionate about self-sufficiency, holistic living and rediscovering of their family roots. Discovering the roots and rich family history led to them, um, led to them and this amazing recipe that naturally helps to regulate blood sugar levels. Now, TGOT Tea was formulated in 2015 and has been turning heads ever since. Known for extremely fair business practices and high moral values, Andre was able to raise the total amount of investor capital in just two, actually less than two weeks. He continues to be the driving force along with his lovely wife, Linda, and family. So Andre, let's dig in a little bit more. We really want to learn about t t but I think it's kind of appropriate to start with the Abenaki. Tell us about the Abenaki. That's a particular Native American tribe, correct?
3: Yes, it is. Um, Up on the canadian border northeast
2: section of the united states and you had talked a little bit more that was um because you were up there in that vermont area so now we're talking i mean that's it kind of makes sense right
3: yeah actually i had a dairy farm six miles from canada in vermont and uh we had strong ties to the Abenaki. actually the null vegan bands of the Abenaki on uh, hey, lake, oh, lake, lake Memphremagog.
2: That is fascinating. Now, holistic health is a big part of the Abenaki tribe and Native American culture in general. Is that correct?
3: Oh, yeah, very much so. In fact, um, it's their only medical practices because they have to pretty much get everything they can out of the forest to treat any elements they have. In fact, a lot of the uh, medications we have today stem from. A lot of Native American remedies. Um, for instance, uh, a salicylic acid was the bark of willow trees, and that's actually where we get aspirin from today. I'll be done.
2: And it's interesting because Linda and I were talking yesterday and 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 you were in the background, we were chatting a little bit, but I think it's fascinating i've I've done a lot of work and, and, and studied the, the Chinese uh, over the years, and the Indian culture and the Chinese is very they're, they're very similar in the fact that they believe in living off the land, they believe that the earth kind of has these natural remedies that are that are available if you just kind of tweak them and put them together. Uh, would you agree with that statement?
3: Oh yes, definitely um. I try to live off the land as much as possible. We've become very natural um, right down until we homeschool our children. So we really take a very family-strong unit idea and try to keep it going.
2: Yeah, good for you guys. And, and I just think that's fascinating. I can't wait to kind of get into the story of kind of reconnecting with this this old family recipe for the this particular blend of tea. But we'll get to that in a second. So you're, you're intre- let me ask you a strange question. So... You perfected this... This Was there a, historically a problem with blood sugar levels and things like that with the Indians? I mean, what, was, what were they using this tea for? Was there a blood sugar issue back then? I'm just kind of... It sounds like a stupid question, but I'm just trying to figure out, was that a, an issue long ago? Not at all. Not a stupid question at all. Um, what it was is they really didn't know it was a blood sugar issue. All they knew was that
3: whenever they saw a member of the tribe that just wasn't acting right, um, seemed a little out of focus, you might say. Uh, What they would do is, they did their own test, um, actually at their very first blood sugar test ever known, which was that they would have that individual urinate in a depression in a rock, and they'd throw ants on it. And if the ants left the urine, uh, it meant they were fine, but if the ants stayed, they knew there was a problem. Actually, it was because there was a sugar level in the urine. Yep, Yep, And then they'd start having the person chest T go T, and that would snap them out of it.
2: This is, and the thing that's so cool about this is, you know, and I can only imagine the um, the challenge that you faced over the years, and this is, A, this is props to you guys for, I mean, because, look, I've known you enough to know that this is something that means something to you. You believe in it because it's come through your family. The thing is, is I would imagine a lot of people try to throw darts at this, going like, oh, no, this is all baloney. However, you were able to present this um, out there. I didn't mean baloney to go with it. But basically, you presented this in <laughs> Italy. Tell us a little bit more about how you got invited to even present your findings with Tigo T. And how did that even come about?
3: Well, kind of a unique story. We had an individual that was working with us and he had ties to the university of Bologna, Italy. Right. And he happened to mention it to some of the professors and the head of the university heard about it and was very interested in. it. So they wanted to see what we had. And after a little bit of research on our product, um, they asked us to come out and show what we had. So, um, Probably one of the coolest parts of my life. I went out and we demonstrated before the university. They uh, took samples and such, and, of course, they were testing it on uh, individuals out there because they have sure. different guidelines than the U.S. Right. And uh, these people, within hours, were showing signs of having their blood sugars dropping. And <laughs> they were stunned. They, they couldn't believe they'd never seen anything work so fast. So, uh the next thing you know, they wanted to test it on individuals that were out there on long-term studies. And uh, then they kind of ran with it and pretty much started doing their own studies for us. So it was a, a very cool time in our lives. Um,
2: and how long, how long ago was that? That was actually back in 1997. I'll be darned. Good for you guys. And, and how tough is it, you know, it, when... when when we're dealing with academia, we're dealing with these these professional guys who who want to throw darts at anything that you're coming up with. As a and, and I'm a big believer, by the way, in what you're doing. I'm a big believer in the holistic side of things. Um, I totally get this, but I can only imagine the darts that they try to throw into your studies. Oh, it was you know, or, or whatever it may be. Tell us, was that a was that a battle for you? And and how did you get through those tough times?
3: It was absolutely horrible. Um, when we're first when I was first uh, examined, and at the time I was a carpenter,
2: right.
3: and the first thing they, they did was they looked at me. It it's like, you should have no connection to this whatsoever. You do not have a scientific background. So they were kind of scoffing and laughing until right. they saw the results. Once they saw the results, they started learning more about the native heritage, and they realized uh, this is something we can't laugh at. You can't right. laugh at results like this.
2: So and, and it was, and it were consistent back. results. It wasn't just some pie in the sky, right? I mean, you were dealing with the like true, tried and true kind of results that were blowing their minds.
3: Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, one of the individuals that actually was taking RT, um, his blood sugars were five forty four, and his uh, his physician told him out and out, you know, you shouldn't drink this. Um, I don't know anything about it. Uh, you really can't trust this. And he decided to do it anyway. And we lowered his blood sugars from five forty four to ninety eight in a month and a half. And he hasn't yeah, he hasn't drank our tea now in oh my god, a couple of months. And it was less than a year ago. That
2: the and the whole thing took place. It, and, and and that's what makes this so such a great story because you're literally sitting on I don't want to sound like cheesy but you're sitting on something that truly is revolutionary it truly could uh, be a game changer for those of us I'm borderline one of them but the, those of us who battle with blood sugar levels and you know and 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 again to be able to have a natural um, remedy, a natural um, option. Um, I would have done that a long time ago. You know, it was it was such a cool um, circum- circumstance that kind of brought us together in the first place. But I mean a lot of us would be, you know, goodness gracious, we'd jump at this. And I and I and I can only imagine how um, you know, the government or or the, the medical profession want to just poo poo this stuff as, as nonsense, but it's really not.
3: Oh no, no. And I mean, we get letters on a daily basis. People have, have been taking our tea. And uh, before they start, all the letters are pretty much the same. They want to know what all the side effects are, if it's going to damage your kidneys, if it's going to hurt right. your liver. Right. And we tell them the same thing. Now it, it only has actually just a couple side effects. One is the increased blood circulation. So <laughs> it promotes healing faster. Yeah, right. And, and the other one is it's almost like a, a, a how can I put it, it's been termed as a natural form of Viagra.
2: Wow! No kidding.
3: Well, so that's another
1: side effect. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and and you know, and and again, to me, and it goes back to um, like we were talking before. The the, the Indian culture has always been, um, and I think, um, and I, I'm curious to know down the road we're gonna we're gonna ask, but I mean. I can only believe that there's probably another 100 or 200 different things out there that the Indians um, have kind of, you know, again, these remedies that they've kind of uh, developed, um, you know, over the years. And you were fortunate enough to have this kind of come through your family. What was yeah. that like when, because you thought it was lost and gone forever. What was that like when you, you know, kind of like you, you knew about it? Did you Had you used it when you were a kid or... Tell us, you know, what what that was all about. Trying to re, re, you know, refine this recipe or find it. I guess I should say.
3: Well, we, we never we always knew about it. We never used it as, a, as a, when I was a kid, because we really didn't know what the actual recipe was. But we had the uh, the wording in some of the old journals that we had that mentioned this this tea recipe, and we figured, you know, we looked in every journal we could find, in some of the old books and the old Bibles. And we couldn't find anything. So <clears throat> we figured it was pretty much gone. And uh, until I was doing some research in one of the old books, and this like yellow little piece of paper slipped out, and all of a sudden I realized it was a tea recipe.
2: Get out.
3: So we started doing research on it, and all of a sudden it was matching all the wording from all the rest of the journals. And we realized that it hadn't been really lost. It had just been misplaced.
2: Right. And had you not had that fascination with your culture, I mean, let's face it, you probably wouldn't have been interested enough to even go looking for it or even recognize it is probably a better way to put it, no?
3: no not at all. It would have probably been thrown out. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm very passionate about genealogy and, and our family history and such, and uh, that's pretty much what was able to save it. Um, I know that, as you mentioned, there are hundreds of other uh, natural remedies out there. But unfortunately, most of them are being lost because people are forgetting. They're not paying attention. And, of course, with the uh, Native genocide that took place years ago, Correct. a lot of those things were just lost. Um, in fact, the uh, it was happening to my own family because they were actually leaving Canada at one point, and in, in Canada, they'd have the name like Running Water or something, and then all of a sudden, the next morning, they'd show up on the U.S. side with a name like Jim Jones or Jim Smith or something.
2: Wow, so and that it, was it, it completely separated it.
3: Yeah, just to uh, pretty much ch- change your, their entire life and go into hiding. So that way <laughs> they wouldn't be exterminated. And they were able to keep a lot of their traditions alive that way.
2: That is crazy. So tell us a little bit more now. So you, you find this recipe. You guys start playing around with it. Um, playing around is a relative term, of course. You're you know you're you're putzing around with it. When did you guys say, hey, we've got something here? And was it friends and and or was it you and Linda or family saying, hey, let's go out there and, 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 and you know offer this up to other people? I mean, when when did that light bulb go off?
3: Well, after we had it, um, it was kind of strange. My my father. At it, uh, and he was working with it a little bit. He, he remembered years ago hearing more about it, and uh, what ended up happening was a close family friend uh, ended up with diabetes, and right. it was very severe. He was actually going to Johns Hopkins because mm. they were getting ready to amputate one of his feet. Wow. And he was scared. He didn't know what to do. So he was talking to us one day, and, and we brought it out to him. It's like, if you'd like to try the tea, we'll, we'll get some for you. And the uh, next thing you know, that weekend, we're taking a ride to northern Vermont, and we're walking through the woods, picking all the herbs that we needed for it. Um, we gave him a batch, and within a few months, his feet started to heal. The sores that he had were going away. His blood sugars were going down, and he was taking, at the time, 30 units of insulin a day. And he was down to roughly half. And he couldn't believe what a difference it was the, his own doctor looked at him and said I don't understand what's going on but you're, you're slowly coming off insulin so I don't know
2: how to respond to this yeah other than and, keep doing what you're doing right yeah and, and
3: he didn't say anything to his doctor about it he figured I'm just going to keep this quiet and see what happens right uh, next, next thing you know after about four months he was totally off insulin and uh, he didn't no longer need to have the operation at Johns Hopkins
2: no kidding um,
3: and then he, he continued to take, because he was afraid to go off of it. So he continued to take Tigo for roughly about another year and a half. And uh, like I said, he was afraid, didn't want to go off, just in case he went back to going on insulin. And uh, we decided at that time, you know, we have to do a kind of a harsh thing. We're just going to stop giving it to him. And it was some hard feelings at first. He, he felt like we were betraying him, but then his blood triggers didn't go back up. Um, the last time I spoke to him, it's been a few years ago now, but uh, he would tell me that every night he sits down watching television with a bowl of ice cream, and he has not gone back on any medication since. <laughs> oh,
2: man. This is fantastic. And, and again, folks, we're talking with our friend Andre Verge from T-Go-T, and, and, and I love the fact that... Um, you know you guys you Linda you know you you naturally want to help people I can I can hear that in your voice um, oh, yeah. I know that's I know that's a big part of who you guys are and of course your Indian culture and, and 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 it's very cool that you've got this gold mine if you will um that you know so 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 how are you getting the word out what are you what are you doing with it now I saw you you got a you got a nice website I mean, how are Thank you letting you. people know about this product, and and how can we help you get that word out? Well, um, of course, we did social media.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, we we have a, a really nice team that works with us, and anybody that works with us ends up becoming part of our family. To be honest with you, so it, it's a nice bunch of folks. Uh, and we were doing, of course, advertisements as far as newspapers and things, just to kind of get our feet wet to see what would happen. Right, and. Uh, it's kind of taken off because the diabetic community is very closely knit. Yeah. So when something works, it starts to spread. Um, we've been kind of sitting back, kind of amazed because we've been getting orders out of the UK, out of Australia. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a long way from home. How are these people knowing about this? And come to find out it's people that have taken our tea, it's friends, relatives. So Tego is slowly starting to get out there and, I mean, and your show, of course, which is fantastic, because this promotes it even more. More people can hear about it, and the more people we can help, the better things are going to be.
2: Yeah, and it's, and it's clear to me, and I'm not trying to blow smoke at you, but it's clear to me you guys aren't, you know, gouging anybody. The price is extremely fair. You're trying to make sure we'll give out the website and everything at the end of the show, but it, it's just, you know, you're not doing it for the money. It's obvious that this is something about, hey, if we can help people, so much the better. You know what I mean?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Like, if we were a, a large pharmaceutical company and we were charging $200 for a pill right. at one time, but I mean, we're charging $33 for a week's worth of supply. Right. So it's it's a whole different ball game. Um, and we try to keep it as personal as possible. I mean, like I said, this is a family-owned, native business, yep. and uh, that's what's important in life. It's people. Um, and our, our goal is let's make America a little healthier,
2: yeah, and so be it and 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 I'm with you, and if you see the testimonials, just seeing the testimonials on your website, I mean, there's a you know you've got you've got them that that literally are just this isn't a fluke, this is not some you know um pie in the sky thing. I mean, you're talking about. Um, you know, this, this, this family secret that means something to you guys, but you're sharing it with the world and saying, look, I want to make sure that as many people um, that can benefit from this, the better. And you're not making promises and you're not standing out there saying I have a Ph.D. And that's one of the but what you're saying is this is our experience. This we know works. This is what we've done with it. Um, if, if you choose, I mean, it's the end of the day. It's one of those things, Andre. If you choose to take it and use it, and it works for you, great. You're also that's not right. saying that you know, you know, we're not going to beat you over the head with it. Um, and if you would like to try something, you know, um, pre-diabetic or di- you know, type two diabetes uh, community, um, mm-hmm. you know, try it. And, and that's as that's as, that's as hard a sell as you get. And, there's, and so I'm being sarcastic because you guys are really just making it readily readily available.
3: Yeah, I mean. Uh, of course, when you mentioned about the PhD aspect, that was a challenge to us because, let's face it, I'm just a humble carpenter, but right. then I look back and there was another humble carpenter that changed the world one
2: time. <laughs> yeah, well done, uh, <laughs> well done, exactly. That's right. Are the components and the things that you use to create Tigo are, are they readily available?
3: Yes, uh, actually, when we first started with Tigo, we were literally going through the forest, picking the herbs, um, right along the Vermont Canadian border, um, had some really interesting times with moose and black bear. <laughs> uh, I was picking it at one time and heard a snort about fifteen feet to my left. That'll get you. Yeah, I looked up and there was a a, a cow moose Ugh. walking past me, and it kind of tends to make you still real quick. Real um, fast. Yeah, uh, but now we're fortunate enough that we were able to find. Um, Actually, uh, harvesters, and, and they do everything naturally. They uh, they selectively prunes and then pick the uh, the ingredients we need. So that everything is sustainable. It doesn't wipe it out because we don't want to see this gone. No. This is something that it has to remain because it's such a worldwide epidemic. And if we have something, let, I mean, I the thought of, of having big business come in and wipe it out just it, it literally ripped me apart.
2: No, it, it doesn't, and we're, gonna, we're determined to make sure that doesn't happen. So how much does somebody have to take? How much does somebody have to drink? Is it a cup a day? Is it a cup a week? I mean, what, what, what is it as far as a consumption is needed?
3: Actually, it's six ounces before every meal. Um, okay. Like I said, we do a, uh, one package contains a gallon of tea, which will make a week's worth. Um, and as long as you do six ounces before each meal, it should be no problem at all. Uh, you'll see your blood sugars slowly start to decrease everybody's uh, different, of course, every individual. Yeah, right, but, right. But, I mean, I've actually seen it happen within an hour.
2: Really? And and do you, it, it, does it matter whether it's hot, cold, whatever? It's it's just the tea itself. It doesn't matter temperature-wise, right? Silly question. Not
3: at all. No, what we do is we, uh, like I said, the boil bag makes one gallon. You yeah. boil it for, for eight to ten minutes, and you put it in your refrigerator. Um, my wife, Linda, loves it hot. I can't yeah. stand it hot. I'm a cold, iced tea type of guy. <laughs> um, and it does have an acquired taste, I'll tell yeah. you now, because it has a little bitterness. Right. But uh, we actually, my own physician now actually drinks it because he says it relaxes him and promotes sleep at night.
2: I, You know what? And that's the, that's the beauty of a lot of these natural, um, holistic medicines is there's there's always these additional benefits, right? That, you know, you've yeah. got this, this this lowering of the blood sugar. But, you know I, I could totally see this and, and and it's one of those things between sleeping better at night or increased energy during the day linda mentioned she has a lot of that um oh, you yeah. know there's a there's a lot of really good benefits that come from this and and um, great we got a we got one more sw- short little segment to um the, to wrap up today's show but I, I hope you stick around with us andre for a little bit more and uh, we're going to take a quick break and talk with our buddy andre verge with go T stay tuned we'll be right back you with Arvind Vora, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
1: Tune in to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show every week for enlightening, provocative, real conversations, advice, and tips that you can use to improve your life. If you feel overwhelmed, confused, stressed, or lost in the cycle of life, this is the show for you. Dr. Gladney and her guests will help you repair, manage, and create an amazing life. No topic is off limits and is discussed with real solutions on our show. That's the Dr. Gladney Radio Show, live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you would like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's David at standuppouches.net Now back to ditch the box
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, talking with our friend Andre Verge from Tego Tea. And, and, and Andre, I wanted to kind of, there's a few other things I want to wrap up, and then we're going to dig into further uh, about our your marketing strategy and some of these other kind of things. But let, let me kind of stay with this for a second. Um, have you found that, and I know you mentioned earlier that you had a client that you, you basically wanted to see what he would be like after you have to stop taking the tea or drinking the tea, but um, do you find that continuous use is bad or good, or you know, if somebody just gets used to taking it, is that something that has bad results, good results? Does it not matter? I mean, Does your body adjust to it?
3: We've never had anybody that continued to take Tigo because usually they get off their meds, um, their sugars stabilize, and then when they try stopping uh, Tigo, their sugar levels don't go back up. Dang. So they pretty much just kind of walk away from it at that point. Um, and they're really not on meds anymore.
2: Yeah, so it really kind of, you know, it, it uh, jolts is the wrong word, but it really kind of rocks the, you know, your system into like back to um, natural insulin levels, right?
3: Yeah. Um, what they discovered at the University of Bologna is they were, when they were looking for the mechanism as far as what was going on, right. uh, they explained it as if in, in your pancreas is a thing called the islands of Langerhans, And if you think of it as a whole bunch of little switches, each switch promotes insulin or produces insulin. Right, right, um, right. When you, be, when you become a diabetic, those little switches start to shut off, and there's no real way to turn them back on. So what they do is introduce insulin into your system to uh, make up for what you're missing. Well, they discovered that Tigo started flipping the switches back on. So That's your fast. pancreas started making its own insulin again.
2: So let's let's dig into the marketing side of things because I could just see this in so many different directions, and I and I have to take my marketing slash sales hat off and sit with my buddy Andre here and just kind of. But have you ever thought of like finding you know maybe a celebrity that you know had diabetes, like the Paula Deans of the world, or somebody that because I got to believe that that would give you massive exposure, but then again, it, it would kind of almost I don't want to say diminish, but it would almost really be against the grain of what you guys are all about as far as spreading the word naturally, if you will. Tell, any, did that ever cross your mind? Yes, it has crossed our mind. Actually, we we are looking
3: at a few individuals right now, and we haven't really made up our mind yet as to who we'd like because right. we really want to keep our tradition active and, and alive. So right. we're we're kind of stringent on as far as who we choose for voicing t Kate.
2: And I got to believe that's kind of like a catch 22, because, you know, you want this to, to, you know, obviously be successful. But on the other hand, you're, you know, what what you grounded in your traditions, grounded in who you guys are. It's it's not about touting you guys. It's about allowing this thing to kind of like naturally kind of evolve. and, and, And I and I and I see I could totally see you guys trying to do this right and good for you guys.
3: Yeah, thank you. Um, it, it is kind of cool, and, and it has kind of taken a life of its own. Uh, in fact, the word Tigo is an Abenaki word that means wave. And just like a wave, once it gets started, the force just keeps pushing forward. Uh, and that's what we're finding with Tigo. Um, it's, we're trying to really run to keep up with it at this point. It, it's really surpassing what I thought would happen at this point.
2: And I was gonna, and it kind of ties to a next question because it's a, that's a that's a cool kind of tie-in. A, I was gonna ask you about the name, but B, you know, I've got to believe that you've become a trusted expert in this blood sugar world, if you will. I mean, no one's saying that you're a doctor, and no one's saying that you're a PhD. That's not what I'm going. But what I'm saying is, people look at results, and people look at you, Andre, as a guy that that knows what he's talking about, and. So do you write articles or do you give talks on this subject? I mean, how do you kind of interject yourself into this conversation? Because diabetes is a really big deal, especially type 2. Oh,
3: yeah. No, I I wish I did more than what I'm doing right now because I'm really a handshake type of guy. Um, I I like getting involved with with folks on an everyday basis. So I haven't been giving as many lectures and talks as I should or writing articles. Um, It's something I am going to pursue in the future. But right now, I'm pretty much devoted all my time just to kind of getting the word out to uh, everyday folks. So that way, yeah. they know that I'm a real person. I- I'm not some nameless corporation that is trying to convince them to buy something.
2: Well, trust me. In and in one look at your website and, and, and kind of like reading through the messages and even the testimonials, people will see that. I mean, people are, that's the one thing, you know, between um, the way we talk with our staff or the, the trade shows that we go through, People have become very, very sophisticated, and especially the millennials, if you will, that are out there. People don't want to be sold to. They want to, they want to have a relationship with somebody, and, and that's kind of the, the tone that I get from your website. A, obviously, I get the tone with you and I chatting. Um, it's, you, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely doing it the right way, and, and, and like anything, this will evolve the way it's going to, and, and you guys will be prepared. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we find new challenges every day, um, oh, yeah we get it with little surprises every day, oh,
3: yeah, uh, but we kind of relish them we 're kind of rolling with the punches, um, and like I said, our entire team has become a giant family, um, yeah. and, that, and that was kind of strange because everybody that 's working for me or working with us actually, um, even our investors there 's no contracts. it was all done by handshake, and they trust me wholeheartedly. Um, I'd, I'd feel absolutely terrible if I ever cheated anybody if so I just can't do it. But, yeah, you know, well,
2: it's, it's a testimonial yeah. to you guys, too. Not everybody can do that. And, and, and props to you, props to Linda, because you guys... People see that. That goes back to my comment earlier. I mean, people could people trust people. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, yeah. and and you, there's no airs about you guys. You guys are you guys are the real deal. And you're you're not out there to try to you're not pulling up in a hundred eighty thousand dollar Audi. Um, uh, you're, you're, you're no you know, far for from real.
1: It. <laughs> Yeah,
2: exactly. So let's talk about your packaging. Now you're currently using a stand up pouch. Um, at least I saw that from the website. Tell us more about how you kind of came up with. Um, the the, the packaging, and and are there thoughts to eventually kind of change that down the road?
3: Well, we we searched extensively trying to find just the right packaging. Um, And companies that we had gone to in the past, they were very stringent. They were pretty much, you know, this is what we have, take it or leave it. And then we ended up going through stand-up, and what a difference. Oh, my God, it was night and day. Uh, Very accommodating. And the product was great. Uh, I yeah. mean, our clients love it, and more than that, our retailers like it. Um, they said it's very professional looking and it really holds true to what needed to be done
2: well and you've got a, a very retailable i know thats i just made up a word there, andre, but I think it's a you know it, it's it's it fits itself to the type of flexible packaging that you're using um I think it's definitely convenient for uh people to use it's become um flexible package i mean again tea that's out there, and I know there's canisters and jars and tins and all that stuff, um, flexible packaging to, you know, and again, it's the business we're in, and I don't want to sound like a commercial. However, the, the usage continues to explode, not because we're in the business or Andre's using it with Tigo Tea, it's because this is what consumers want. This is what consumers um, are, 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 are asking for. And, yeah. and if consumers are asking for it, they'll buy it off a store shelf and, or they'll buy it off of an online store or they'll buy it. They'll buy it. And it's got to be convenient. And, and, and one of the things that I'm fascinating with, and I think you guys nailed it, is it's about the customer. It's about their experience. And it's about, um, you know, yeah, you can button this thing up in a $12 box um, and make it, you know, like those clamshells. And when you buy electronics at, the, at Best Buy. But then people will be like, oh, this is such a pain in the neck. I don't want anything to do with this, this stuff. <laughs> you know, you've, you've made it ex- extremely convenient. And, and it's, um, you know, and, and again, it's very, it's, it's, it's very consumer friendly.
3: Oh, very much. Very much. And we get raves about it, like I said, from our retailers. Uh, the retailers are always telling me how it looks so professional. It, it Good. really blends in with their stores. Because we do a lot of work with uh, health food stores yep. and herbal stores. So, uh, it, it really, it fits the mold perfectly. It, it's a perfect
2: fit. And let's stay with that for a second. Are you, are you beating the pavement yourself, Andre? Are you guys doing trade shows? How are you building awareness for your company? And, and frankly, you know, Tee
3: Well, we actually, we started by beating the pavement. Um, yep. we were, we were going around to different stores and we, we still do some here and there. Um, but we, we really were counting pavement. Uh, we did some trade shows. Trade shows were very interesting, um, I got a kick out of people would listen to what I had to tell them. Uh, and usually the trade the shows we were doing would last anywhere between two to three days. And customers would buy them, let's say, on the first day. They'd come back on the second day just to tell me what had happened. Wow. And they all said the same thing. We can't believe how fast this stuff was working. Um, so it, it's kind of very rewarding in that way. Uh, but also keep in mind, really, we just... Formulated and put the whole company together as of November.
2: Wow. This is so
3: crazy. It, 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 from November to now, I mean right. it is night and day. We are flying right
2: now. And do you and, and the other? You know, it's it's tough because trade shows are uh, seductive. is It's, it's seductive because we you know we think we can go to a trade show, and you guys have had good experience. Then you could go to the next trade show, and all of a sudden fall flat on our faces. And it, trust me, because we have, where all of a sudden you think you're going to be right in front of the right people, or retailers, or health food stores, or or whatever it may be, and then. You know, it's really, a t- the trade shows are tough. I mean, um, we, you know, it seems like we're batting 500. We have a couple of duds, and then we've got mm-hmm. a couple of good ones, you know, and, and yeah. it's just, it seems to be they're either really, really huge and massive, um, or they're too small and no one's there. So it's really weird.
3: Yeah, we had one of those um, where pretty much we were the only one there plus an echo. So that that was kind of difficult. Right. Um but then again we we did another one in New York, and I, I mean I, I needed at least another three people just to to be able to discuss the T-go, the because I, I couldn't keep up.
2: yeah, that's cool, man uh, you yeah. you guys are on to something so we got a few more minutes left in today's show i want I like to kind of wrap up the show a little bit um, differently. Um, I like to just kind of ask you to kind of first of all, I wanted to uh, ask before I get into are there other thoughts or versions or things down in the pipeline that you guys are playing with? Um,
3: Yeah, actually we we do have something right now that we're getting ready to release because um, we're kind of a unique family. We have unique pets and my wife actually has a pet skunk and we were informed that skunks get diabetes. So we decided to start working with the skunk with diabetes and the next thing is uh, the veterinary world wants to Look into how we can help the uh, animals. So, we're going to be releasing a veterinary product for diabetes for all the animals.
2: Oh, man. I'm going to, and, and I'll tell you, and from what I've heard, they take the, the smelly thing out of the skunk, and they're quite yeah. nice pets. Is that correct? They're really nice pets.
3: Um, it, it has a, a real shock value because we named our skunk Kitty. <laughs> so, when we have friends come over and all of a sudden we'll start calling here, titty, Kitty, and a skunk comes around the corner, it, 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 the, the look is priceless.
2: <laughs> you, guys, you guys are crazy. I love it. You've still got that sense of humor. So, let's take oh, a look yeah. out there in your crystal ball. Where do you see t t in the next three to five years? In
3: the next three to five years, um, my goal is to say, see t t completely circumnavigate the globe. Good for you. I. I I want this to be available to anybody who needs it, um, no matter what I want it out there. Uh, and we won't stop. I mean, we've had a lot of opposition in the past. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be a Native American and have Native American standards and rights. Right. So a lot of the big boys can't come close to us. And uh, that's great because we will not stop. I, yep. I refuse
2: to let this stop good for you guys and and that's one of the things cuz my next question is normally it goes into you know what are some of the things you're most proud of and and I've often jumped in there with some of our guests because especially like you Andre because you know what i'm proud of to know you i'm proud to be a part of this because you know what i think you guys are onto something uh, but you're doing it for all the right reasons. Um, you know, you guys are just, and, it, and it's, it's, it's about your culture. It's about who you guys are as people. And um, I just, you know, man, I just, I hope nothing um, but the best for you guys. And I hope you guys will come back from time to time to give us a little bit of an update of, of how's it going.
3: Oh, definitely. I'd love to. Um, no, I, I'm a firm believer in to get the word out. And my grandmother always used to say, for every ailment on earth, the remedy
2: is here if you just want to look for it. That is correct. You're right on. That's well what we're done. Doing. Well done. And folks, if you want to learn more and purchase this great product, go to TGOT.com. So it's www.tegotea.com or shoot them an email at info at Andre, once again, thanks for being here.
3: Thank you very much.
2: Folks, remember our show airs at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Family of Networks. I'd like to thank Jamie Berling, my producer, our executive producer, Winston Winnie-Price, and you, of course, for listening. Until next time, remember, packaging is the voice of your brand. Use it properly and watch your business grow. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks for listening to Ditch the Box. We're live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please join David Marinak for another great show next week.